What's up, everybody? We're, we're back. It's Jonathan Evans again. Thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for listening. We're just having devotions together. We're just sitting and talking and talking about these battles and storms based on Exodus 17. And as I looked at it, we opened up last week just talking about how they were thirsty. They were in the middle of the wilderness and they were uh, walking from Africa through the Middle East. And, and uh, they're experiencing that dry mouth you get when you eat that, that honey bun or that, uh, that cinnamon roll. And then you don't have anything to drink with it. It's the worst. But it's even worse than that because for them, it was life or death. Um, it was a it was an extreme trial. The ironic thing is, is that they were following God going through that extreme trial. They were trying to get to his promises, his destiny, things that he was claiming biblically. They were following Moses, who was the man God sent to lead them out. And here they are going through trial after trial after trial. And they camped in a place called Rephidim. And in that place, they experienced no water. But we talked about God coming through at a breaking point. As soon as they asked the question, is God with us or not? God came through. I can see them right now after days of not drinking and being so thirsty in this wilderness and seeing this water come down from Mount Horeb as Moses struck that rock and God coming through. I can see them with the red party cups. Uh, you know, the ones you get from Walmart, those those little plastic cups that you have for all your parties. And it was party time. I mean, they, they got those red party cups. They dipped them in the water and their thirst was quenched. And having God come through in the nick of time and your thirst being quenched in your life, in your finances, in your marriage, something just breaks through. And you're like, where in the world was this? Where did this come from? Oh, I know who it came from. It came from God because it was outside of my control. And uh, that's what these people experience. That's what I experienced when we talked about my miscarriages, me and my wife. And having kids was so important to us. But the thing that was so important and so needed and so biblical was the thing that wasn't happening for us. And so it was very tough. But through just having faith and through, you know, shedding tears, but at the same time realizing who our source is. Now we're four kids strong and we're we're doing what God has called us to do while definitely benefiting. But it's always hard work. All of you parents know that. But look at this. When you think things are getting better. When you think that things are on the up, when you finally had the drink, when your thirst is finally quenched, when it seems like everything is coming together, getting better, being better. Now look at verse eight of Exodus 17. I'll just read it to you. I know you may be driving or just hanging out. I'll read it to you. Then Amalek came and fought against Israel at Rephidim. Verse eight says, then Amalek came and fought against Israel at Rephidim. That, that word then is a transitional word. It means something happened before then. Well, we just explained they were in Rephidim with no water. Well, now, after putting down their party cups from their thirst being quenched, they look to the right, and now they see an enemy named Amalek coming to fight against them. Where? In Rephidim. In the same exact location they were without water is now the same exact location they have to fight this battle. 
And it's sometimes it seems like there's one battle after the next. If I was the people of Israel, I'd be looking at Moses saying, come on, Mo, you got to get us out of here. Obviously, Rephidim doesn't like us. Obviously, this is not the place where we're supposed to camp. Obviously, there's something wrong with our location. So we need to get out of here because we didn't have water. Now we have Amalek showing up. And it seems like it's one thing after another. Have you ever experienced one thing after another in your life where it seems like, Things just keep coming and you can't get away. And and not only is it one thing after another, but it's one thing after another in the same exact location. It's one thing after another in your marriage. It's one thing after another in the same job with the same person, with the same conflict. It seems like it's the same general location where you're experiencing the these dehydrating experiences or these battles that you're facing. And it's almost as if, if I can just get out of my marriage, if I can just change my job, if I can just uh, move things around, if I can just change my location, maybe move to a different country, I won't have to experience these things. But one thing that you can't run away from is yourself. And the people of Israel weren't the best either. They, they made some mistakes and did some things and needed to be tested by God to grow, to get to a place where they could be prepared and ready for the promises that God had for, them, for their life. So here they are in the same place and you are in the same place and you're thinking to yourself, what am I going to do to get myself out of these conflicts that I'm facing? And so we have today, uh, 50% of our marriages are ending in divorce. We've got debt everywhere because people want to just chase after what their heart feels and not be responsible with what God has given them. We've got people who would rather be jobless than have a job because of the conflict on their job. And, and there are some relevant things out there. I'm not saying that I condone complaining. The people of Israel complained a lot, and I don't condone that. But I do say that I understand. I mean, come on. There's some hard stuff that you guys are facing out there that I'm facing in my own life and that the people of Israel were facing just following God. And we're facing it in the same exact location. But I don't want you to miss God's grace in verse 8 and through this story. If you forget about God's grace in the middle of your trial, you'll only see the trial. And if you only see the trial, it's easy to give up. But look at God's grace. Amalek didn't show up until after they had something to drink. You got to remember that. That God knows that the next battle is coming, but he wants to make sure that you're ready for it when you get there. Now, if they would have had that battle with Amalek and been thirsty and God not provided and been physically drained and dehydrated, there's no way that they could actually face this next battle or this next trial in your life. So when you're going through a trial, when you're going through some tough times and when you're it's in the same location and you're trying to figure out how you're going to maneuver through it, you want to look at the goodness of God even in it. Because if you forget God's goodness, then all you'll see is the badness, if you will, that you're actually facing at that time. But this is some bad stuff. I mean, let me tell you a little bit about what Amalek means and where he comes from so you can understand how bad this situation is when it comes to the people of Israel. Not only was Amalek something they were facing in the same location, but Amalek's name means man of the valley. It means something very low. It, it means we're not at the mountaintop. It means we have to take a lower position in life in order to handle this issue that we're facing. And so the people of Israel didn't feel like they were at the top. I mean, they felt like they were at the bottom and they felt like that while they were following God. But not only does his name mean man of the valley, watch this. Amalek is Esau's grandson. Okay, 
Now, you may not know what that means right off, but let me explain how bad this is for the people of Israel. Amalek is Esau's grandson. Jacob is Esau's brother. Well, you know, Jacob's name got changed to Israel. The people of Israel come from Jacob, who is Esau's brother, and Amalek is Esau's grandson. So here's a family ring thing. Here is a family ring that we have to go to battle with. If Amalek is Esau's grandson, then that means that Amalek is Jacob's great nephew. So Jacob's great nephew is coming to fight against Jacob's people. So we actually have a family battle. We actually have family that is stopping the people of Israel from getting to God's promises. We actually have family that's standing in the way from the people of God getting to the place of God. We actually have family stopping them from getting to their destiny. We have family that's stopping them from achieving their purposes. Have you ever realized that sometimes the biggest problem that you'll face will be right in your own home? Have you ever experienced family being seeming like they are against you instead of with you instead of being the people that are driving you to their promise they're the very people that are holding you back from your promise i mean that's what the people of israel are experiencing when they see amalek they actually see someone familiar when they see amalek they actually see someone that shares their own dna and he's drawing their sword against them trying to stop them from getting to the place where god had called them and some of us have experienced that. Some of the issues that we face reside in our own family, from broken homes to, to wayward children, to children not having the parenting that they need, or from extended family who are creating drama, either financially or just relationally. And we've got all of these scenarios in our life where we're trying to support people and the people that we're supporting feel entitled. I mean, there's all of these situations that emotionally drain us from what we feel like God is calling us. And that's where the people of Israel are right now. They're dealing with family. They're in the same location. They're trying to remember God did just give us something to drink, but all they see is family trying to break them down and stop them. But there's a way that God has called us to fight these battles. There's a way that he's called us to move forward, even with all of these things that are stopping us. And I know y'all are feeling this right now. You're thinking about all those situations in your life. You're thinking about the family. You're thinking about the location that you're in and the battle that you're facing. But let me help you understand that God has a formula for fighting these battles. And in verse nine of chapter 17, he starts that formula. It says, so Moses said to Joshua, choose men for us, go out, fight against Amalek, and tomorrow I will station myself on top of the hill. We're going to get into this a little bit more next time, but let me just give you one little pointer that will drive home a little bit more as we continue to talk about this. Moses said to Joshua, choose men for us and go out and fight. In other words, he's telling Joshua, hey, we have to take care of our responsibilities. But he also says, I will station myself on top of the hill. While you take care of your responsibility down there in the valley, I'm going to go up to the hill and we're going to work together. I'm going to hold the spiritual perspective while you take care of the responsible perspective. That is feet on the ground. 
We have to get in a position, folks, where we're not only handling our responsibilities on the ground, but we do it with a spiritual perspective from the mountain. We'll talk about that a little bit more next time. But until next time, I want you to look at your situation, but I want you to try to focus on the spiritual perspective in your situation. And then next time we'll go deeper on how to fight those battles. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abound in the work of the Lord and that spiritual perspective and know that it will not go in vain. Until next time, I'm Jonathan Evans. We'll see you soon. But Christ didn't take the loss on the cross for you to stand still as if he didn't win. But he did win. Born again. Free from sin. Live again. Fear no man. Salvation. But it's time for you to start crossing. Call a jaywalking.